Oh yeah, that's right. That is one of the grooviest like theme songs, to, uh, opening theme songs for a TV show ever. Ever. And so, when then it, you know, because it also included Linda Carter. Oh, yeah. Looking. Well, doing she, the twirl. Like Miss USA, like 1974 or something like that? I don't know. She something. was like, a, you know, she won like one of those. But she was yeah. phenomenal. Yes. And then she'd do the, she'd be like, she'd do the little twirl and then she'd be like, you know, in her outfit. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, welcome to the super fantastic, terrific podcast. It's uh, Russ Turley and Brad Chowan holding down the fort here. And he is, uh, may join us, may not. Otherwise, right now we've got a uh, lovely fan. Whole, in the, in uh, the third seat. The, yeah, so if you hear the noise, it's not like, you know, Darth Vader's uh, children or something. <laughs> no, it is just super damn hot in my <laughs> the, the office studio tonight. And if you couldn't guess it, uh, one of the topics we'll be talking about tonight is Wonder Woman, not the 70s TV show, but the uh, recent successful, very successful oh, yes. um, DC film that's kind of, a, kind of, you know... Reinvigorated the whole kind of DC. Yeah, giving DC a hope for life because they're you know they're trying to compete with Marvel here. They they stumbled out of the block with the terrible Batman versus Superman, and then the very mixed review, so so uh, Suicide Squad, and you know now this you know people were starting to worry like maybe they're never going to get it right. All right, so first, so you say wow mixed. I liked Suicide Squad. I liked some stuff in Suicide Squad. Other stuff was just like. Well, really bad. Like the, uh, the you could t- you could tell that it, that the movie had like a really rocky um, production, and you could tell that while watching the movie that like certain things were going a certain direction, and then other things were a different way. It's like it, almost like it was pieced and patched work together. I think the intro was like the first um, how like half hour of the movie uh, was just them introducing all the characters. And- yeah. And giving backstories to all of them. Yeah, especially since most of us don't know. And they're like, yeah, like, who is this? Why yeah. do I care about Deadshot or yeah. Harley Quinn? Well, I really, li- I really liked Will Smith's character and Harley Quinn, of course, right. was just oh. smoking. Mm-hmm. But Jared Leto's Joker was terrible. I mean, like, every... He, you know, well, you I can't say hate, that, Brad. That's I the hated that Everybody version of the Joker. has to love Jared Leto. He, he will do anything for a character. He will... He would live the character, be that. Person. Yeah, well, that's not the Joker to me. That's like <laughs> that was like yeah. Sid Vicious punk rocker version of the Joker. Yeah, I, I'm not. I wasn't buying it. No, I did like enjoy, I enjoy Margot. And then there was Robbie the fire guy, the, uh, <laughs> the fire guy or whatever. Charlie Quinn, yeah, the fire guy, yeah, the fire guy, the who, uh, who the just all of a sudden guy. He, the, well, the fire guy went from being like, oh, I don't want to help, I don't want to do any of this, to like. Oh, you're my family by in within like an hour and a half and of I, being and with those people. And I will save people. you all. And, yeah. Uh, and I mean, meanwhile, he's yeah, he's a actually kind of some kind of fire demon. Yeah. So anyway, the, the movie the movie had good moments, but it also it had like some you know it was stumbles. It, it was it was a little bit odd, but overall, I I enjoyed it. Okay. But if Batman and Superman, it, we all agree way, that was crap. I enjoyed it. I gave it a, a six. <laughs> I enjoyed it. You gave it a six. I probably didn't enjoy it and gave it a six. That's right. <laughs> so, so we're right about the same level. Okay. Okay. But no, no. So Batman and Superman versus Superman. Yeah. Um, it was... I see... I don't know. I it, People really didn't like Man of Steel. 
I liked Man of Steel. I thought it was good. I thought Man of Steel was really good, everybody, entertaining. You know, everybody thought that, uh, oh, it wasn't the Superman that you were used to. and uh, no, It was kind of like a mix of, instead of just redoing, when they, when they, when they rebooted uh, Superman for the first time, which one was that one? Superman Reborn or, right, 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 or whatever. Right. It's just like they just repeated the same movie again. You know how much oh, I hate um, that. I hate the origin story. I hate the, let's do the whole origin story from scratch thing. Because then I'm like, oh, I've watched, I've watched this. Stung by a spider. Oh, yeah. The Amazing uh, Spider-Man was just like almost a carbon copy of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man from less right. than a decade earlier. So right. I was like, oh, why am I watching the same movie? Like, I, I've already seen this with another actor. What's going on here? Yeah. Man of Steel was kind of interesting because it kind of it, it took a little bit of like the origin story, but then it just like kind of went straight into uh, Superman 2, basically. Yeah. And, and a much... I mean, I remember loving Superman 2, which you now look back and it was so cheesy, you know. Yeah, Superman 2, was that the one with Richard Pryor? No, 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 no. That was three. No, Superman 2 was with Zod. Zod in the in the, yeah. uh, the Phantom Zone and the mirror. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. So that was good because he had that big battle at the end, but this one had much better special effects. We've come a long way right. and... And uh, I thought it was good. Yeah, I loved I loved that movie, but you know, but it was a darker Superman. And I think a lot of people were upset that Superman's always been like the righteous, never do wrong kind of guy, and this was like a more reckless, you know, collateral damage Superman. Right. That uh, you know, it just I guess rubbed people the wrong way. And and Batman versus Superman, I just then, I don't even want to talk about it. Then the uh, you know the trigger word, Martha. Why'd yeah. you say that? Oh. And this is why my whole I I. Cannot I've, I've been try, I tried to watch. People say like, "Oh, the Christian Bale Batman's yeah, they're so good." I can't get past this. Yeah. Oh, I am Batman. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, stop doing that stupid voice. <laughs> yeah. And so I turn it off. I can't stand the voice. Yeah, exactly. And it's, so you know, and but well, I, and it was like, also it was also darker, and it was too. I think they went too realistic because there's the there's the whole the whole campy you know Adam West style, you know, and uh, you know. A Batman, and then you kind of got the Tim Burton version, right. but then it kind of went back towards the campy again, and then they decided to go, okay, let's be very realistic. So it's like Batman's like fighting the, you know, the Joker's like a terrorist basically blowing up hospitals right. instead of you know making jokes and you know making people smile, yeah, I'm giving the, giving like the Jack laugh, Nicholson did, laughing gas, or yeah, like smiling gas, right? yeah. Exactly. No, this guy's just blowing up hospitals. Yeah. Killing people in the uh, Robin Banks. Yeah, and, uh, it was. Yeah, it, I mean, there were good things about it, but it just to me, it just it didn't feel like Batman as much. It felt like they were trying to be too realistic, and I think you know they're trying to go back more. They need to go more back more to the co- comic book, not quite you know Mister Freeze, horrible Batman, Peng- but Penguin, uh, but <laughs> Devito, but just you know a little bit back more into the comic book world, not to where it's like you know every time Batman's fighting like a terrorist, you know, yeah. The, but yeah, <laughs> the main thing we want to talk about was you saw the new Wonder Woman. I did see Wonder Woman. I have not seen it, but I've heard much about it, and I'm sure I'll you know rent it on Netflix. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's good. It's good. It's good. That's that's really it. It's uh, it's not fantastic. It's, it's not incredible. It's no, just it's, good. It's it's a good movie, and it's good. I mean, I I gave it like a seven and a half. Well, that's that's I, a that's a high high really, praise I, from I really, Russell. I really enjoyed it, and I think there's a lot of twists and turns in uh-huh. it. Um, I liked that Robin Wright Penn was in it. She was in, well, for a very short period of time, uh-huh. and she was she was killed, unfortunately. <laughs> Spoiler alert! But she was cool. She was she kicked ass. Uh-huh. Know, she was she was great. Now, from watching the trailers, 
from watching the trailers, I pretty much got the vibe that it seemed very much like the original Captain America movie. You know, it's set in World War II. Um, it just felt, I mean, just, just the clips and stuff I've seen, it seemed like, did you see um, Captain America, the Absolutely. first Avenger? Oh, yeah, of course. Did, did it have that kind of vibe where it, it was did. just... It did. It was, but it was, you didn't really get the full extent of Wonder Woman's powers uh-huh. until... You know, until I mean, she starts really, she gets into you know Germany. She gets uh, started, she starts fighting. Okay, and then you're like, oh, oh, actually, she's like almost like Superman, invincible. Yeah, she really is, and she can do anything. And now she's then she's flying. It's like okay, it's more <laughs> like the uh, I don't know if you ever watched the Justice League. Uh, cartoons. Oh, of course, yes. And that all, was that was my favorite. You know, version of DC was the it was super good. And, yeah, uh, I love that thing. And. Uh, yeah, so it was like that kind of woman. Like she just she could fly, she could do anything. So she didn't need need the flying jet then. The, her invisible she didn't jet. Need the flying jet. Oh, I no. love the invisible jet. But at the at the <laughs> end of the you know, and she didn't fly in the beginning, but at the end, she's yeah. basically flying. So in that way, it's just like it's, it's, now was that like the Justice League? Not knowing you know the comic books as much. I mean, like my main exposure to Wonder Woman is the Linda, Linda Carter, Carter TV series, and of course the Justice League. Right. And you know, Wonder Woman didn't fly. Per se, but now she can fly. She has, you know. I thought she was just like a very strong, capable Amazonian, right? And now she's got flying powers. Well, she's actually a god killer. Oh, okay, because that's the her, her nemesis in the is, uh, and I forget the names. I was Ares. Ares. Thank you, Ares, god of war. He's uh, he's on Earth and he is hiding. Okay, and she thinks he's a German guy and kills him. Uh huh. And then she realized, oh, that wasn't him. <laughs> oh, it was no. actually the British dude. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then he he turns into his uh, his Ares his real self, self, and they uh, they're fighting. So Ares is basically <laughs> like the Loki of this movie. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And so, um, fighting ensues, <clears throat> and uh, and then everybody's dead except because she is apparently also then immortal. Uh huh. Because there's. It's years later, and she's the exact same person. Yeah, and the same age. Well, obviously, same. we just saw her in uh, Batman vs Superman. She didn't look like she aged a day. That's right. And she wasn't frozen like uh, Captain okay. America. No. So, see, no, that, that's interesting. If I mean, obviously, as these movies go on, yeah. these characters are going to have to either one age or two be recast but, and yeah. rebooted again, which is uh, just. Of so course, by then, you know, they might be able to just do digitally tarkin them. <laughs> they can just give them the Tarkin, t- tar- tar- Tarkin, Tarkin treatment. Can't even get spit that out. Tarkin, Tarkin from Star Wars. Oh, the Tarkin. Oh, the, the Tarkin uh, treatment. Yes, yes. Oh, the, one, the, one, the one I didn't know that was computer. I thought I, thought, I, thought, I thought that guy was dead. Yeah, he yeah, should. He, he should be. Dead. Yeah, he, was, he was really old in the 1977 film. <laughs> I know. Imagine wow. how old he would have been in that one. <laughs> I thought, oh man, that was really good makeup they did in the 77. Yeah, he looks, so he looks same. really old. <laughs> Yeah, so no, no, seriously, but it was it was really good. I mean, uh-huh. It was good. Well, and obviously, it's like a big deal because this is like a women, a woman at the helm, you know, superhero movie. They're making more of a big deal out of it though than I think they should. It's not like there haven't been big okay. woman, you know, characters movies. I mean, like the whole Hunger Games. Yeah, the woman's well, the lead I, of those. I don't think you should be too excited because it's a woman fighting. And going to war. Yeah. I mean, insert any character in that. Yeah. Kicking ass and, you know. No, but they're, they, 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 I mean, they're portraying it like in the media, like, oh, this is the, you know, big break for women as a star of a movie. And I'm thinking, wait a second. Uh, aliens, uh, <laughs> Hunger you know Games. What? Everything There's is been always so many. new to the media. It's like, yeah. oh, it's just, 
It's a breakout, you know, for and then yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show. She kicked ass for years. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's uh, definitely worth seeing. Did I say seven and a half for me? Okay, well, I would, I, I'm definitely will see it. I just I haven't seen as many movies this year so far in the theaters due to the you know recent baby acquisition in my household. Oh yeah, it makes those, it those, it makes it harder to sneak out and get the film. So it's really got to be something you know. Those acquisitions can be rough. <laughs> those acquisitions can be <laughs> rough. Well, it's just you know you got to figure it out and like which kids you know. So every once in a while I can sneak away. Like me and Jacob have gone and seen like Guardians and right. and uh, Pirates. I saw Pirates Five. Ah, see, I have not been able to get to that. We're I'll, I'll, I'll save that, that for the, the Disney Minute later on. But I just okay. thought we could maybe go in the flow here. Um, and talking about, we're just talking about Wonder Woman. Of course, she's going to be in the Justice League movie, which they're um, just finishing up right now. You know. Right. And again, the main thing with, like you know, I said, with the Batman versus Superman was they didn't earn it. That was one of my, my things was, you know, when you got to Captain Captain America versus Iron Man, You'd earned that battle over them bickering and kind of being at odds for several films to where it kind of led up to them being, in, you know, right. on different sides of an issue. Where Batman and Superman just had this fake feud going on. And I think I think DC was just so anxious to get the thing going that they jumped in rather than developing the characters first. Well, just the story. I mean, the characters yeah. were already developed over, you know, yeah. years and... They just needed to find a better plot. Yeah, a better plot. Them. Or or a better reason for Batman and Superman to hate each other. Other than I'm just I, jealous I of this trust him. guy across the uh, river this there. powerful guy. I don't trust him. Yeah, he's, he's trying to help people. How dare he? That's my job. What's his angle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was just ridiculous. But Wonder Woman's going to be in the Justice League along with Batman and Flash and Aquaman and a whole bunch of other characters. And but not the uh, the Barry Allen, you know, CW. No, well, so they're keeping they're keeping them very they're keeping them separate. They're keeping yeah. the TV world, their TV world, and their film world separate. So their TV world, they have crossover between Green Arrow and Flash, and Supergirl, and Supergirl, and all that stuff. But Legends but, of Tomorrow. But they're saying, oh, you're not good enough to be in the big screen version. So we're going to recast, recast. Yeah, and give a uh, and give a whole different. And I have to agree with the. Uh, we're talking about The Flash before we started. And, yeah. Uh, they're all on Netflix right now, by the way. Yeah. You should all watch it. And as long as you buy into the cheesiness, the cheesiness it is it is excellent. It's good. Okay. Yeah. I, may have to, I may actually have to finally break down and See, catch those. But like the Legend, have you ever seen the DC's Legends of Tomorrow is also on No, Netflix. I haven't seen that one either. No, I, that one, I cannot give as hearty a uh, recommendation Basically. to. It is, it is okay. It is okay. But anyway, the big news with the Justice League Justice, is... Justice. There's news for Justice League. Zack Schneider, who was the one who had basically helmed the previous movies other than um, Wonder Woman, which was directed by a woman, which is another reason why it's getting so much praise, um, had like a family emergency, an illness, uh, you know, in the family or something like that. And Josh Whedon, our, one of our favorites... Josh Whedon. ...of the Avengers, of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, of Firefly... Of all those classic things, has now stepped in and helming is helming the rest of or the finishing of that movie. So oh, I don't know how much man. was already completed. I don't know how much of his personality, which is what I love, the you know jokes and you know the character development that he does, is going to make it into the final product. But it makes me feel more comfortable knowing that he's in charge rather than the guy that made you know three hundred and you know the Watchmen and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, so well, I have more confidence in Whedon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The guy, the guy has a golden touch. Right? Yeah. He just he just knows what the public wants to see. Yeah. So that's a, that's, that, that's the thing. He think he's a fan too. He just loves that stuff. And yeah. 
wants to give us the movie that he always wanted to see. Yeah, but I, I mean, you know what he did with like the in the first Avengers movie, like the cool bickering back and forth between like you know oh, Thor yeah. and Captain America and Iron Man. So now we can expect some of that kind of banter, maybe lighten it up a bit from the darkness that was er, angry Batman, angry Superman, who are only only redeemed by the fact that they have a mom with the same name. I mean, literally, literally. Superman, that? Superman would be dead <laughs> if he if he had picked a different if his Why mom had a different name. Yeah. Oh, I think we talked about that. Yeah, before, we did. But yeah, but it was, was ridiculous. It was that so was just bad. ridiculous. Just when the movie was starting to get slightly interesting, after an hour and a half of boredom, they come up with that twist. I think it's a, that's the big main difference. You said, but it's, it's, yeah, the DC stuff is just dark. Yeah, and there's just a little bit, a little bit of. Uh, Lightheartedness in the in the Marvel stuff. Yeah, like enough to make it like fun. Yeah, like Ant Man's funny. It's fun. Guardians of the Galaxy is way out yeah, there man, funny. Yeah. So it's like you know it's all good stuff. And then of course the, the other DC news. What, what did I give uh, Guardians of two? Six, <sighs> six? I don't know. Five and a half, six. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you. I, I know I killed you on that one. I, uh, no, you said you no you you gave it a better score than that. I think I, I, did. I can't remember now, but it's been a while. <laughs> I just know I like the first one better. Yeah. yeah. The first okay. one. Yeah, you like the first one better. Yeah. Okay, well, what's the news? The other d- DC news, of course, <laughs> is that Adam West has oh, passed away. Oh, my gosh. First, we lost. But we basically, it seems like we're losing not. It's not just the actors that we're losing, it's like we're losing these characters. I mean, we lose a James Bond, we lose a, a Batman. Like, what? what's next? And don't say and don't say Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones. <laughs> please. That's exactly what I was going to say. That, when that plane crashed on the four hundred five last week, oh, you're thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking that, oh my God, Indy, it's, Indy, it's Harrison Ford, give up the the plane <laughs> flying. It's not working for you. Yeah, but you know, I, I grew up watching Batman. Oh yeah, the reruns of uh, reruns on from the sixties. You know, they were they weren't you know new when I was you know watching them, but. They were still fantastic. Oh, they were incredible. And Cesar Romero as the, the Joker. Uh, Joker. And I can't remember the other characters. Burgess Meredith was oh the Penguin. The, the Penguin, yeah, so good. And uh, I just I loved all those characters, the Riddler, Catwoman. Oh, and Batwoman? I mean, oh, Batgirl oh, or Batgirl. whatever? Oh, oh, my gosh. Was she a hottie? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> But anyway, it, it was just it was just fun, and it was it was campy, and it was the opposite of the um, the uh, what's the his D- name? The DC, the uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, where he's trying so hard to sound different. It was like if you couldn't figure out that Batman and Bruce Wayne were the same person by the way he talked in that Batman, you've got to be brain. You better be just as brain dead as the people that can't figure out Superman's just put glasses on. <laughs> Clark Kent. Oh my God, you must. He, Oh, oh, he has his glasses off. He must be Superman. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the, the things that you were meant to believe in comic books are, are ridiculous. You know, yes. the, the character looks just like the other guy, except for he's got glasses on. Oh, I can't figure um, it out. Well, I think that's part of, like, you know, Adam West, you know, the, <laughs> us as the, as the reader or the viewer, yeah. we're like, how can you not put it? But that's just the, what you have, this is our Yeah, the suspension of disbelief. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do it. And if, okay, I can't think about it. Otherwise even when Bruce stupid. Wayne talks exactly like Batman or, <laughs> or whatever, I don't even know what the impersonation of him would be, but he's very much like a, um, Captain Kirk with, with his very oh, yeah, specialized yeah. cadence or way so, of talking. So is Burt Ward still alive? Yes, Burt Ward is still Burt alive. Burt Ward is still he's alive. Still alive. Okay, I didn't, uh, hadn't read anything. <laughs> I, I'd read that he had, that Adam West had passed and I hadn't really, uh, yeah. read much into it and they read, read it by anymore. So anyway, which brings up the, 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 you know, 
we did it with James Bond. Why not with Batman? Rank rank the Batmans. And, okay, so I I know I you pulled up a list. list. Yes. And, and and I basically just counted the because I haven't seen anything from the 1940s. Uh, whoever Louis J. Wilson uh, is, Louis G. Wilson, um, he was a he was the the first Batman on TV. Apparently. And boy, is his belt up really high. That's almost as high as a Mermaid Man on SpongeBob. Oh, man. And, and he needed a cod piece on this thing. <laughs> holy smokes, the uh, the camel toe on that is outrageous. <laughs> Then there's a guy named Robert Lowry. Yeah, it looks also 1940s. It sounds like uh, another, you know, probably the replacement. And then we get to then we and get then to Adam work. West. So, so if you were going to rank the Batman's from Adam West to Ben Affleck era, so we got Adam West, Michael Keaton, we got Val Kilmer, George Clooney, and Christian Bale and Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. So there, the, I think there's only one for me. And that one is Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, which is so funny because when he was first cast, people were like, "Oh, Michael Keaton Michael is Keaton. Batman, Mister Mom, Mister Mom, you know, gung ho." What a, what a hor- what a horrible choice! Like, how could they possibly cast Michael Keaton? But of of all the Batmans we've seen, I, I would have to agree he's my favorite Batman too. I thought he pulled off the Bruce Wayne. And uh, Batman, you know, both sides of it pretty well. Yeah. So I would definitely say he's my number one. Number my number one. two, I'm going total camp style. Mm. I'm giving it to Adam West. <laughs> okay. Because, like I said, like you said, I grew up watching that. I would watch, you know, back to back episodes when I was being babysat at my grandma's house. I'd be oh, watching Pow Zap Kapowie you know, every time <laughs> they hit somebody, and the 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 choreographed silly fight scenes. You know, Thug One and Thug Two. You know, basically. <laughs> you know, when each villain had their like thugs and their like you know, numbered outfits, right. pretty yes, much. Of course. Oh, it was good stuff, and I, I loved, I loved the original, uh, you know, campy Batman. I remember that the the Batman movie from nineteen sixty something. It's on the shelf right here, where he's running around with that bomb. And he cannot get rid of it because there's always there's somebody a, in the there's way. There's some like, nuns or a band. There's some nuns. There's like uh, some birds over here. Yeah. Then a marching band. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah, that that, that was classic. <laughs> and they almost kind of, you know, they they did an ode to that in the last um, Christian Bale Batman movie where he had to take the nuclear bomb outside of the city to drop it. But there was not the humor of it. Obviously, but it was kind of like an you know an ode to the old okay. Batman running around with the bomb, trying to get it out to yeah. sea. But um, yeah, no. So Adam West would be my number two. I, I, I'd have to agree with that one. All right, so we're and, in total agreement so we, far. We are, and um, I would say though that my next one, oh, it's tough. I'd have to say probably Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. You know, I, I, I just have no. The, Christian Bale yeah. and Ben Affleck are almost unwatchable with the voices. Yeah, for me, I, I've tried to watch all the you know. Black Knight movies, yeah. and I can't get through even one. I'm like, I, I too stupid. And that's such a not popular opinion because those movies made bank at they the box did. office, I and just... a lot of people love Christian Bale. Yeah, oh yeah. But but like you, I can't stand his fake horrible. I'm trying to make my voice sound different, Batman voice. It's just it's it's like almost you can't even understand what he's saying. It's like having Kurt Cobain as Batman, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> you just can't understand him. That's right. Great music going on behind it, but what can't understand the lyrics. That's right. To save your day, so you would go, you go Val Kilmer's third. I'm see this is it's so hard for me. Once once you get past the first couple, okay. Wait, here's a note from Andy. 
Guys, I'd like to review Baby Driver over the phone. Our client is dicking me around. Let's see what the rest of it says. <laughs> I had to come back. I'm in a Jack in the Box parking lot off the 105. Can I call in? <laughs> okay, we're going to get a phone call here. <laughs> oh, it says not delivered. It did not like my... Okay, Man. call in. So we're going to get a special phone call here from uh, Andy talking about Baby Driver. Baby well, Driver. So I, I, so I, until he call, calls in, we can continue with the... Uh, Batman talk. So I, I would probably say it's close for me. Uh, I actually like Affleck. I would probably it's going to be Val Kilmer, Affleck for me, or like pretty close. So I say Val Kilmer three, Affleck four, probably. Okay. Because yes, it, I bet, and I, we agree though that George Clooney is the worst Batman. Yes, Kristen Bale would be next, and then oh, by, Christian Bale would be next. He would be be a, after um, Kilmer and uh, okay. Affleck, and then by far for me. Stand by five minutes, he says. Okay. Okay, okay so yeah, and I, and I would definitely say George Clooney was the worst. And, and I don't even know if that's his fault. It could have been the movie's fault because that was the silliest of all the movies. I mean, there's one scene in there. That's the one that had Arnold as Mr. Freeze right, yeah. and Uma as Poison Ivy. And they had too many characters. I Alicia like Silverstone the, as Bad Girl. Yeah. And, and I kind of like that, though. I kind of did like that. I, I kind of revisited it years later and thought it was kind of kind of funny yeah as as that being how bad it was but there's this one scene where like they're doing this thing where they're skating around this one scene they had this big elaborate set and these guys are skating around on roller blades and it seemed like i was watching a batman uh ice skating show yeah Yeah, it was like you know (laughs) disney on ice but batman on ice instead of instead of like an actual movie and then they had those horrible cod pieces like the the shiny batman outfits with the Oh, it was terrible. But Clooney, I've never been a big Clooney fan to begin with. I, I just it, was, it was a bad casting job. I, I just do not think he worked as Batman yeah, at I think all. He, I think he wanted to be Batman. Yeah. And so he took it. I think, though, that was a... That yeah, was a miscast. There could have been some better casting. So we, we pretty much agree. I mean, Absolutely. there's like slight difference there. You know, we both we both don't like Bale's grunting. Yeah, no. I'm going to come in to get to Joker or whatever he was doing. <laughs> just mumbling under his breath. Right. In anger. So I think we're pretty much in agreement. Wow, that hasn't happened very many times. Has no, it? not 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 often at all. <laughs> Good. So, um, the uh, so it, it's, is there going to be another? Can, can there be another Adam West type uh, Batman, Batman, or is it that done? That was it. Well, the funny thing was they were actually in the process of doing a new cartoon with Burt Ward and Adam West's voices. I don't know if that has been completed already or if that's already been shown. But uh, I know that cartoon wise, they were bringing back like the the actual, you know, voice actors from the original oh, really? series for a cartoon. So I, I don't know if it could ever be really done on screen. I think probably not because there's too much money involved. It's too big of a franchise now to ever go back to that campy. Yeah. But you can. I think you can make it more fun, like like we were talking, like the Marvel movies. I think you could bring it back into that you know world a little bit more than than where everybody he's fighting seems like they have to be some kind of modern villain. You know, like even that was the other bad thing in the last one. You, if I don't know if you've even got all the way through it, the very last one after the one with Heath Ledger was considered the best of the yeah. of the Christian Bale ones because his performance as the Joker was really good. 
But they were trying to do two stories at the same time. They were trying to do Two-Face and the Joker and trying to fit them into one movie. Right. And then they did the one with Bane. And Bane was mumbling just as bad as Batman was. It's like, you need subtitles for that movie. See, I never saw that one. Yeah, and again, that. Bane turned, he turned out to you know be more like a modern terrorist than he was a Batman villain. I need my Batman villains you know, telling jokes. Even if you have to throw Jim Carrey in there telling some riddles. Or riddle, riddle me this. <laughs> you know, I, I need a little bit of, you know... The cartoon, you know, in there a little bit of the of the comic book. Need some Edward Nigma in there. Yeah, Edward Britton Nigma. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't. I don't need any more Batman origin stories. And that's another thing that bugged me. Is they once again in the Batman vs Superman, they had to try to give you a little bit of. Oh yes, and his mom and dad got shot outside of a theater. Yeah, we've seen that a hundred times. Okay, but didn't we get a different origin story though? We also talked about it on Batman. It was this time just slightly different. I mean, it's the same thing where somebody killed both of his yeah, parents. The whole like and the whole going into the cave and the uh, bats flying around. Him up and the, yeah, that was that was the worst. Yeah. yeah. So look back for Batman versus Superman on yeah. the uh, on the podcast Ugh. list there. Terrible, terrible. But anyway, we, we, we're, we're waiting. We're, we're kind of vamping for a second here, waiting for Andy's. Have phone you seen call. Baby Driver? I have not seen no, Baby so, Driver. My son Adam, he he's like see, he's telling me, oh please, you gotta see the trailer. We gotta go see Baby Driver. Now it was directed by Edgar Wright, who was scheduled to have originally directed Ant Man and literally pulled out right before the. He worked on it for five years. He worked on the screenplay and the production, and basically pulled out right. Uh, or, you know, got fired. I don't know. I can't remember exactly how it went. But he got let go right before the film started. But he's supposed to be like this, you know, great director. And everyone's been kind of raving over this Baby I've Driver. Been, I've, I've seen Terrible his, name for a movie. I've seen his... I, like, he, I was described to me, oh, you want to see Baby Driver? I'm like... What the hell's Baby Driver? It's not something... I, it sounds like it's a bad name. I don't yeah, that's want to a see terrible name, name for a movie. You know, I... I yeah. Does he drive babies around? Like, what is he? For like, yeah, I'm thinking like, you know, look who's talking, Mm -hmm. the baby driver. You know, like, what does it mean? But well, they just had Baby Boss too, so you might think it's a cartoon if you you didn't know what it's about. This is the new baby movies. Yeah, no more. So I did see the trailer, Uh and uh, it's a uh, looks like it's a fun ride. So uh, missed Facetime. Probably gonna go see it. Okay, we gotta figure this out here. Oh well, you can hook up to the Wi-Fi here. But uh, no, I'm. I, I, I'm going to go see it and then. Uh, okay, here I'm calling him back. Okay, we're getting now, and we. There's the phone number for Andy if you want to call him. <laughs> go ahead, do that. I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> well, he was trying to FaceTime me and it didn't, it didn't even ring. Well, yeah, I don't know. You turned the ringer on, didn't you? Anyway. Yeah, it's. So in the meantime, terrible okay. podcasting etiquette. Oh, there we go. There we go. You reached five six two. You only get a partial number that time. All right. But so uh, we'll look at it. We'll pay attention. So what? <gasps> Here we go. Hey, oh, except. Okay. Hello, Andy. <laughs> very good, very good. It's Jumbo Jack time off the 105. <gasps> what are you guys doing? Hey, how's the show going? All right, we are, we discussed uh, some Wonder Woman DC action and uh, you know the, the the passing of Adam West and we were just actually briefly discussing, you know, the fact that this baby driver movie everyone's saying you got to go see 
But we didn't know, like, what the heck it was. Like, you know, is it a, is, ba- is it a, baby is a guy a driving a baby around? Is, is a it, baby driving a car? Is it John Travolta yeah, talking to babies or what, you know? I, I wish it was that cool, Brad. I wish there was a baby driving a car around. <laughs> oh, so you're saying it's not good then? Well, here's the thing, man. Okay, so I love cars. Uh, Russ and I grew up in a neighborhood where it was all about cars, dude. And, uh, and I like to watch good driving, right? So yeah. A baby driver, okay, a baby is not a baby, unfortunately. He's in his early 20s, I'm guessing, baby. And he, he's been in some kind of accident, so he needs to wear headphones all the time, right? Okay. And, and what makes this kind of cool, dude, is that they synchronize a lot of the stuff in the movie to what's going on in his head, right? Okay. So... So, and it's a lot of music. Now, if you're a fan of music like we are, you've probably heard most of this stuff before, but, like, if you've never heard Jethro Tull's, you know, Aqualung, maybe, it will really blow your mind the first time you hear it. You know what I mean? Um, okay. But so, anyway, dude. So, kind of like the music that he's listening to is like the soundtrack for the movie, very much in the same way that another car movie, American Graffiti, kind of invented that uh, concept. Dude, and a uh, very young Harrison Ford, I might add. Oh, with a cowboy hat. <laughs> Crashing a car as if it were a plane. I know, dude. And so, so Baby Driver's got Kevin Spacey as this, like, boss, right, who forces people to rob banks. Now, I'm, I'm not going to tell you any, like, real spoiler, you know? Yeah. But, 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 so, these guys rob banks, and Kevin Spacey's their boss, dude, and Kevin Spacey's good, you know, and Jamie Foxx is in there, he plays one of the bank robbers, and he's pretty good, but neither one of them are very likable, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I like Kevin Spacey, and I like it when he's a dick, and when he's, you know, kind of smarmy and stuff. Yeah, he's like horrible kind of boss style. Yeah, right, he was just kind of mean to baby in this <laughs> He was mean to the baby. Okay, so what's the deal with the name? Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, I got so so the talent in this movie is is fantastic. There's driving in this movie that'll take your breath away Uh if you're fan of that type of shit. But like they show it from the top down, right? This is a whole new new level of enjoying stunt driving. They show it like top down. And this guy does a J-turn. Oh, I can tell you, Russ, he, does, he drifts through a J-turn, uh, and, and and it's all real. I mean, he would have crashed if he had screwed up at, I don't know who the driver But whoever the stunt driver is, is, is fantastic. It's probably uh, Hooper. You ever yeah, see the movie Hooper? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. B- Burt Reynolds and Jan Michael Vincent? <laughs> Yeah, Jan Michael Vincent, is he still alive, dude, or did he... I don't know, he looked like he should have died a long time ago, but I think he might still be alive. See Damnation Alley with Jan Michael Vincent. Okay. He's still stretching his skin very tight to look look younger. So, anyhow, man, uh, does Baby Driver bring the good? I I didn't think so. I was shocked when, after the movie, I looked up Rotten Tomatoes, and I was expecting a critical score of, like, 70, and an audience score of maybe 70 as well. Okay, wait a second. So, who like it better? <laughs> more better. Who like it better? <laughs> Dude, you know who's going to like this one more better was the critics at 
Well, I think you'll find out in you'll probably find out in Baby Driver too because I've heard that they're already now thinking of a sequel because I think this movie probably didn't cost a lot and it's doing fairly wow. well but, compared to its but, uh, budget. Man, I would think that too until you see it and realize that they have they must have shut down downtown Atlanta for <laughs> a few dude and it's all done like on the freeways and I, and if you were. From Atlanta, I mean, dude, like Richard Morgan lives there now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be phenomenal. I mean, because they show the entire city. Oh, wow. I'm sure that if you watched it and you were in Atlanta, people would be going nuts because <laughs> maybe, you know, okay, but, 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 but here's the problem if I have with it, dude. Okay. First off, when was the last time you guys heard of a, of a, of a driver who had a, a helicopter and like, a few squad cars after him getting away hardly ever happened. Yeah. Right. Right. So like the whole getaway driver thing doesn't even really work anymore, dude. Because if you were going to rob a bank and you were going to have a getaway driver, then the getaway driver would specialize in like diversion and he'd have different outfits for you to change into. He's not going to try and burn the cops, which essentially is what baby, only baby can do. Yeah. And furthermore, that dialogue with Kevin Spacey gets tedious as hell. That whole baby says what baby wants and all this <laughs> shit. And I'm just going, dude, that name is fucking terrible. <laughs> that name. <laughs> well, we were joking. The terrible. name of the movie is just terrible. I don't, I don't know. Like... It's barely, yeah. Oh. The name baby barely worked for Jennifer Grey and Dirty Dancing. It was annoying for a girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you give it to this guy and this really cute girl's going, Oh, baby, what do you think we should do, baby? <laughs> and he's like, I always dreamt of just getting out of here with no plan. Uh, Did you ever see the Transporter movies with uh, Jathan uh, Statham? The first Transporter movie buries Baby Driver. Okay, that's what that's what I was gonna say. Is like I love those movies with him. And I was talking about this just tonight at work with the with the guy because Baby in the first heist they do, he's driving a four cylinder turbocharged Subaru, which are badass little cars. But not when you've got three grown bank robbers yeah. in it with, right? That's yeah. an extra 
700 pounds. If you'll remember the very opening scene of that first Transporter movie, he makes one of them, the four guys came out of the bank, and there were only supposed to be three. Yeah. And Jason Statham's like, I put sharks in here for three guys, <laughs> not four. I can only take three guys. Yeah. And they waved one of the guys, <laughs> and the other three get in the car, dude. And I'm like, that that's realistic. Yeah. Because you couldn't, that would be the absolute wrong car to, to, to do that. Yeah. You know, and so realistically, if you're a fan of how those cars actually perform, then you're going to find problems. So what would your you final know? analysis be? Would this be, it's, obviously it's not a see it. Is it a, is no, it a no, Netflix it be, or is it a go F yourself? It came close to a go F yourself. But I left. If Brad, I left before it became a go after. Oh, my gosh. Because I was like, dude, you know what? Like, I don't want to hate on this movie and because I like Kevin Spacey and I like Jamie Foxx and all those guys. But, man, I just don't see it there. I just don't. I just don't get Definitely it. Definitely not a 97 out of 100 then, huh? <laughs> uh, it, well, and then, and then the audience gave it like a 94 and even on Metacritic it's got like an 87, you know? And they, they sing... They hang everybody yeah. on on Metacritic, you know, and um, so yeah, man, I was I was shocked that, that it got that good of a <laughs> of a reception, but but good for them, you know. Hopefully, it'll encourage more stunt movies. I do enjoy stunt movies, yeah. And, uh, but like the, that Mad Max, that your Fury Road was a, was a real stunt movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, that was, was I. I uh, I could go on to, on Mad Max, but Fury Road. I enjoyed visually that movie. I thought it was visually like excellent, but there was no. To be honest, you with you, there was no plot. They drove out, and they turned around, and they drove back. There was no story. Exactly. Bunch of cool stunts. And then they went, "Ah, oh, fuck! We need to go back," and they did it all the way back. Yeah. yeah no, I, I agree. But, dude, Baby Driver was a lot like that as far as plot is concerned, only because Kevin Spacey was like, you're going to be done after you pay me back. And yeah. so Baby does his last job and pays him back, and then Kevin Spacey's like, the next day, he's like, well, you knew you weren't really done, right? Yeah. And Baby's like, yeah, I guess I knew I wasn't really done. And I was like, well, fuck that, dude. Like, <sighs> you, I'm sorry, we're on, we're on the radio. I said, hey, he paid him. You know, you pay, baby paid him back, paid in full, dude. Yeah. And Kevin Spacey's still leaning on him and being a bastard. And I don't like well, Kevin you know, you could never really get out. Even John Wick, you know, thought he was out and got pulled back yeah. in. So, <laughs> dude, that's true. And I, but I would also say this: that Jamie Foxx's character is not real likable. Okay. And so, in in Kevin Spacey and Jamie Foxx, you have two of my favorite actors who both I could, I would have rather had not seen them in those roles. <laughs> you know? Like, if Jamie Foxx is going to play a gang member and a thug, he should uh-huh. do it for, like, you know, a good movie, dude. Like, if he's going to, you know, entertain that. Because he's talented. Have you seen him play the piano for crying out loud? Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't need to be... The dialogue is just really bad, but, but but the guy who wrote it is hot off of... Oh, he's the dude that did Hot Fuzz and something else. Yeah, I was telling Russell, he was originally the one that was supposed to do Ant-Man and got basically got canned right before they went into production. Edgar that's Wright. Too bad, that's too bad, dude. Yeah. Because he's a great 
bad because I bet he would have been good on air. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought Ant Man could have used some quirkiness, which this guy is all about. And yeah. again, if you like if you like little quirky things like the walk to the car going up and down in time with, you know, whatever tired ass song they trotted out. Oh, I don't know. I'm really hard on soundtrack, dude. You know what I mean? But um and a lot of people, like, the soundtracks are getting, the soundtrack for Baby Drive is getting, like, thumbs up across the board. And again, yeah. I'd Well, maybe it's out. the whole, you know, Guardians fever now. Everybody's trying to find these gem, uh, musical gems to carry their movie through, like, you know, how Guardians was really yeah, driven man, by music. You know, what, uh, you know what's funny is that I could have told you if you dig in the 70s top 40, you can put together a badass soundtrack for hardly any money. Yep. Know? Those songs are overlooked and underplayed, you know. Exactly. Uh, and that's one you know, Eric Dunn is into music that is overlooked and underplayed, and if it wasn't for him, I would have never known about Devo and, like, you know, a bunch of others. Oh, I know, I a bunch those, of my favorite things that <laughs> that I listened to yeah, all came from Eric. I thought those guys were the Whippet fans. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're the uncontrollable urge and Gates of Steel. I and see them choice. Walk. I had no idea. Well, very my good. Final, my Th- final... Con- what's that? Oh, go ahead. Your final my conclusion. My final con- consensus of Baby Driver is see it on video. If nothing else, just to see what the big deal is about. Yeah. But, mm. but, but if you enjoy driving and good-looking people, then this might be and music and loud music, then this might be a movie for you. Okie dokie. <laughs> and, then, and then, listen, I have a bonus. I have a bonus. But my bonus review, it's going to be very short. It comes with a spoiler alert. Okay. okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. The movie is called It Comes at Midnight. It Comes at Midnight, and this was Is done. this a porno oh. film? No. Oh, God. so funny. I wish it was A gremlin porno no. film. <laughs> no, this is called It Comes at Midnight. Okay. And... And it was a, uh, it's done by a dude who just did a horror movie that was really well received. I don't know. Anyway, this thing was really, really well reviewed by critics. And I just want to spoil a little, uh, alert here is that it should be called Shit Comes at Midnight. Because nothing comes. Nothing. Because nothing comes. Because nothing's there. This movie, It Comes at Midnight, is like an M. Night Shyamalan movie with no redeeming fucking quality. Oh, and you know what the funny thing, you know what the funny thing is? The guy who stars in it actually played, um, the young Uncle Owen in the Star Wars, uh, um, prequel series. Right, well, and here's one of the tragedies of this movie is that it's actually very well acted. Yeah. The actors are all, dude, the actors are all firing on all cylinders, man. But it just doesn't, it just doesn't bring it. Well, yeah, Russell's watching the trailer right now, and all we're getting is like a, a slow pan of a hallway in the trailer alone. I mean, the trailer's Dude, not even... It starts, it starts off gangbusters. The first ten minutes of this movie is badass. Uh, people are in gas masks, and they're held up in this cabin in the woods because there's some horrible plague going around. Uh-huh. And if you get 
flag, you got to kill it, and something's coming to bother them, you know, uh-huh. and something, and then, but then the way it works out, it's like you never really know if it was in their head, or if something was actually after them, or, or, or what, dude, I mean, I don't know if this guy decided that he just, like, wanted to end his career, or what, <laughs> Dude, it comes at midnight. When we, dude, unequivocally, go after yourself. All right. Well, we definitely won't be watching that one then. Oh. Well, 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 thank you very much for joining us, even though you got stuck at a jack-in-the-box on your way back to work. So. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's right. I'm right here off the uh, 105 and the 405 interchange there, and uh, I am going to order something and, and put it in the wind, man. I had to work late, dude. Okay, uh, no worries. On. Well, thank you very much. All right, man. Thanks. Have a good show. Okay, bye. So speaking of driving movies. Um, Baby Driver. Okay. Well, I, I now I'm so really excited to go see that with that. Baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> speaking of driving movies, uh, we, both, we, we both saw uh, Cars 3. Cars 3. Now, so what has been your, uh, your history with the Cars movies? Say, Cars 1. One of the best movie, one of the best animated movies ever. Okay, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the car, the cars, the for very first one. Um, it's would wouldn't rank anywhere near the top of my favorite Pixar movies right. list. But I thought it was a really good movie. The story was good. Um, you know, the characters were good. The whole town and everything. You know, I thought it was a I thought it was a good movie. It was it was it was definitely you know. It's not a terrible movie. It's not a, but it's not like a super movie, right? So, like you know, Cars is interesting. The Cars two comes out, and um, I think people just were expecting something different. I think they were expecting more Lightning McQueen, and basically we got a Mater movie, a Mater uh, James Bond, a mistaken spy movie. That's right. And you know, parts of that also were good. I mean, visually, both of these movies are are visually. Stunning. Yes. Like the driving scenes, all the stuff, like Finn McMissile in the second movie, Michael Caine playing the British oh, yeah, spy was good. good yes. But the, but it was just, it, I think people were disappointed because it wasn't what they were expecting. They weren't expecting a, a Mater, an all Mater movie. They were expecting, you know, a, a race car movie again. And instead, you know, they got a little bit of race car, but mostly Mater bumbling around, you know. I'm I'm just a tow truck and nobody believes him. <laughs> That's right. You know, he's so, an international man of uh, car and, and the funny thing is, so like a lot of people when they announced Cars Three is coming out, a lot of people, Disney fans were kind of like, "Really, oh, Cars Three? Cars another like major like you know?" There's or? so many other Pixar movies that we'd rather see a sequel to. Like like I was dying when to see Finding Dory when it came out because I loved Finding Nemo. So right. I was really really looking forward to Finding Dory, and everyone looks forward to another Toy Story movie because they've nailed it out of the park every single time with Toy Story. Well, I think the one that everybody wants, well, yeah, I know I want is another Incredibles. Well, movie. they are doing that. that right. The funny thing is, The Incredibles is one of my least favorite uh, Pixar oh, movies. See, I, I love The Incredibles. I just thought it was too already been there done that there was too many superhero movie things already so i i don't know that it was kind of like the fantastic four with animated characters to me you know they had the stretching guy and the fast guy and the you know yeah fire baby so (laughs) so for me like the first cars movie yeah um really loved it yeah it was it was not a traditional like movie as there's like there's no real bad guy it's just you know, it's all about the hero's journey. You know, to be. To, it was like a touching film. Like, it was he's, like he's just gro- seriously when character I, growth. I, I kid, yeah, exactly. And I kid you not. Every time uh-huh. 
the Lightning McQueen stops before uh-huh. the finish line, reverses and yeah. goes and pushes Strip Weathers <laughs> across the finish line, yeah. I tear up. Yeah. It gets me every single time. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's a touching thing. He's like, oh, he knows what's important. And he does the right thing. Yeah. Like, hey, let's make sure this guy does. Well, it's because he learned his, his lesson. He, he was like kind of a cocky jerk at the beginning right. of the movie. But his experience in Radiator Springs and meeting all those people from Radiator Springs and the history. Um, like when he goes in that drive with the female car, you know, down, you know, Route 66. And she shows him all this beautiful landscape right. and the, the old, you know, motel that doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, shows him, oh, look, here's Laura, the freeway. Cut us off, you know, all this history. Right. Um, it was like a personal movie for John Lasseter when he made it because, like, he had explored Route 66 as a kid with his family. So uh, it was like a personal movie for him. And, yeah, so, um, so Cars 2, uh, it's a, it was a much bigger movie. Yeah. I mean, Cars 1 was, just, was in Radiator Springs and the California Speedway pretty much. Yeah. You know, that was it. Yeah. Um, and then the back of... Uh, Cars 2 was more international because they the went trailer. to all the places. Yeah, with all and all the characters and you yeah. know all the all the cars from all the, you know World Race and all this thing. It was a much bigger movie. Yeah, but I enjoyed there was actual an actual bad guy. In this yeah, one. and there was a whole you know, the whole you know the bad cars. Yeah, the, the junkers. You know, the, yeah, uh, <laughs> all the old junker cars. The Yugos. And yeah, all those things. Yeah, and so it was hilarious. And uh, you know, the, oh, there's an oil spill. Who, yeah. who was that? It was. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a funny scene. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed it. Um, cars three was more. Akin to Cars, the original, the original Cars movie. Yes, very much so. And so because... It's another was, lesson movie, another growth movie, yeah, character growth. Yeah, the, uh, because the, 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 supposed to be, I guess, the main bad guy, this uh, Jackson Storm, Storm, the new, you know, high-tech, wind tunnel, proven, you know, electronic He's basically like the uh, Yvonne Drago uh, yeah, from yeah, the Rocky Yeah, Yvonne Drago, that's a good, good, good analogy there. But he, you know, he's he actually, you know, because Rocky's out there, you know, running with the log over his shoulder. That's it's basically this movie takes several elements from Rocky. There's the race on the beach with uh, uh, Cruz was, Ramirez, which absolutely. is like uh, with which is like Rocky and Apollo running yeah, on the beach, right? And then there's the whole Drago thing where this guy's got the you know best equipment, the training, the virtual reality training, and the uh, lightning's and going to the dirt. Track. Lightning's going back <laughs> back to the dirt, man. How are you gonna get? And, and they're all. It's so it's yes. so rocky. It is. You know what? Yeah, I didn't think about that until he's like, oh my gosh! Everything. Yes. Yeah. But there's but actually this Jackson Storm character and these new cars they're actually super like respectful. Yeah. Like they're saying like, oh, I really like you know. But they're basically telling them your days are over. Yeah. And I'm going to beat you, and they and they do beat him. Yeah. But they're not, they're being super respectful about it. It's like there's not they're not a bad guys. Well, Jackson Storm kind of had some snide comments. Like I, I think I think you I think it could go both ways. I think you thought he was nicer than he than he came off to me because you okay. had said that, and when I saw him, he was kind of more he was more a little bit more arrogant, a little bit more. Uh, the other cars, the other new cars, were all cool. They were all like down with it, you know. Like yeah. I'm not not to give away the ending, but at the end they were all like, given like you know, uh, which tire bumps to the winner. Yeah, and uh, you know, being all like, "Ah, oh, good race there," you know. Whereas uh, Jackson Storm, I you thought he came off a little bit more slightly villainous, but not real, not like a true villain. As he he did try to put Cruz into the wall. Yeah. So at that point, yeah, okay, but there was no, th- there was so little development with that character. Yeah. That. Well, because it, because the whole movie basically becomes you get the opening s- sequence. 
And this is obviously years later, you know, from the original Cars movie, and Lightning McQueen's won a bunch of championships, and Doc Hudson's passed away. How, how, how did they pass away, by the way? Well, Doc Hudson passed away because Paul Newman passed away. <laughs> but how does he pass away? I don't know. Cars get passed away, I guess, in the Cars because, world. Because, Who knows how things work in the Cars because world? Because the old, uh, the, 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 there was the, uh, <laughs> they, was, I can't remember the, the, the car's name, because they never actually, he wasn't a character, but he was a statue. Yeah. And he was, uh, you know, steamy, steamy. Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, like from Stanley the first Stanley. movie. Yes, and like, you don't ever see, but like, how did he, how do they die? Cars die, dude. How, just like in real they, life, they just stop working they, someday. Like, they just really, like, they, <laughs> yeah. we're not going to fix you now. Yep, we're not fixing you anymore, put you in the car graveyard. I guess when, when Doc, the, yeah. the guy who fixes everybody else, when he goes, you know. Yeah, now they're, they're, all now they're all going yeah. to die now soon. But no, this this whole movie, though, was it's kind of weird because the whole movie quickly after the beginning became like a training movie. The right. whole movie was like a training sequence until the very, very end. Yeah, and then like there was only like the last, well, the last fifteen minutes of yeah. the movie where finally you well, get back well, to some racing and, and, and spoiler because yeah. this is what we're about. Yeah, this spoiler alert. He puts Cruz with uh, with his number in the race for yeah. like the second half of the race, which I don't think you can like, really like, do as long as the number finishes the race. Yeah, okay. I've never heard that rule before, but yeah, I don't watch NASCAR, okay, NASCAR, so I don't think that's quite right. Yeah, this is the piston cup. Yeah, piston cup rules. What, what are you doing, your cup? <laughs> <laughs> piston cup. So uh, that that was a little bit, but you know that was the uh, you know the feel good moment. Yeah. It was the it was the past, and they oh now we have oh now the female the female car yeah. is going to win and and do well and so now see I kind of I, I kind of saw that coming, but I didn't think it was going to happen like, but I saw it coming. But then he started the race, and then I saw okay, well they're not doing what I yeah. thought they were going to do, right. and so I didn't know that it was going to happen like in the middle of the race like that. That was like very that that part, but you could see that they were leading up to that. There were like clues, like in the movie that that, that this car was going to eventually race. I thought it would be like after the race or like the next season or something. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that was yeah, the half race thing was yeah. it, it was odd, but it it, it worked. It I mean, worked. And again, um, it, but again, it was my thing about cars. Three in the realistic was, world of cars. It was a, it, it was a, it was a good movie. But it was a little, it was almost unnecessary. I mean, it's like it was a nice story, but it wasn't like, oh, we got this great idea for Cars Three. We really need to do it. You know, like when when they came up with uh, like Toy Story Three, that was such a great idea that it's like, okay, they weren't planning on doing a Toy Story Three, but then they had to do a Toy Story Three because the the plot that they came up with was so good. So good. Whereas, if this was just like the thing that the funny thing is the backstory is. Okay, so Cars 3 is came out, and it's making decent money, but not anywhere near as good as, like, Finding Dory or some of the recent Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. Inside Out. I could, name, I could name, like, five or six recent Pixar movies. This movie's not making a lot of money, but they don't care. Apparently, what I was reading in some article, since the first Cars movie came out, Disney's made over $10 billion in Cars merchandise. Die-cast Cars. You know, racetracks. I've seen. I watch the Disney Channel a lot now because of Hudson. We put on like Disney Junior, and every third ad is some new. You know, oh, they're at the mud, the the Crazy Eight mud playset, play and and cars sell. And so apparently, Disney's not even concerned whether this movie's like a blockbuster. They it's just keeping the franchise going. They was, even made those two direct to DVD planes movies. Oh, there were two planes movies. Two direct to DVD planes movies. And the first one was basically just uh, cars. With a plane, I mean, they didn't even like bother to make a new story, but it's 
the money that they're making off the merchandise. So so for mm. for Dis- for Disney and Pixar, the Cars franchise is more about selling the cars. I think I think there were probably about a dozen cars yeah. in the first movie. Yeah. And this third movie, yeah. there are a couple hundred inch they introduce character, boom, new yeah. character, boom, new yeah. car, boom, new car. Yeah. Oh, you got you got to get them all. You got to collect them all. Yeah. And they're going to make them all. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But that's the thing. So this was so like in the theaters like, you know, Finding Dory made like a billion dollars almost, you know, worldwide. This movie is only around like a hundred and something domestic and a hundred something, you know, it's not, it's not even close right. to like what the other Pixar movies are making. But the moneymaker is the toy line. Lightning McQueen, I guess, flies off the shelves. Whereas you could have some movie like, you know, Wreck-It Ralph might do good at the box office or, or that one, what was that one? Uh, uh, Big Hero 6 may do good in the box office, but you know, Baymax isn't selling as much as Lightning McQueen and May right. Pro Mater. Well, and, and the thing they they've got regular Lightning McQueen. Yeah, you've got the uh, the, oh, the vinyl the vinyl wrap my, uh, Lightning McQueen. Yeah, and then you have the uh, the, the Doc Mo- Hudson tribute. Doc Hudson tribute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when he's the fabulous uh, Lightning yeah. McQueen, and then there's the the mud covered Lightning McQueen yeah. with the number fifteen on it. Yeah. It's, and there's there's four Light McQueens in this movie. <laughs> yeah, alone. <laughs> and uh, and I, I may have missed one. There may yeah. be one more. But those are all going to be on the shelf. Yeah. For your for your child. So that being said, it. you know, like I said, it was a good movie. I it was probably like everyone thought an unnecessary movie, but it wasn't bad. It was it was entertaining. It was enjoyable. It just wasn't like you know amazing. Other than the visuals, there were some visuals in here that looked like almost like realistic. Like oh, absolutely. I mean, like yeah. the car race was. At the beginning, or when he flips and gets injured, or whatever, that was like, man, I I can't believe they can do this kind of stuff in the you know computer now. You know what? That's interesting because they they never they skipped that whole part. First, he's he's wrecked, and we never see him wrecked. Yeah, really, always see him. He's we don't see him in the back to tank. No, (laughs) we don't, and we don't always see him is in uh, some primer on. Yeah, he's been fixed. He's been fixed. And we never get to see, like, you know, what he was all messed up, how he's all messed up. But there were some really good scenes, like, you know, when he goes back to find um, Doc Hudson's mentor and he meets the old racing cars. I thought that was good. Yeah. And the part I told you that before I knew I was going to see the movie before we talked about it, I saw the 40 sneak peek at Disney, right. at Disney California Adventure. And that mud hollow scene, the crazy eight mud hollow scene. Right. Most of the sneak peek was that scene. And when you were sitting in that theater, like when the fire effects went off air cannon shot by you and when the mud came around you got sprayed with water i wish i could have seen the whole movie in the 4d theater because oh, the, like the mud hollow thing with mrs fritter was smoking fun in the 4d theater it was good still in the regular theater too but not nearly as good as it was at the sneak peek because <laughs> that was like fun stuff you know That's they end awesome. up in the demolition derby and you know all hell breaks loose that was fun i loved that that was my favorite scene was that whole little sequence of the mud yeah, hollow, that's good. And at the end, they're all cheering for, <laughs> cheering for him for. on the TV screen. So uh, yeah, so I saw Cars three was good, uh, but again, you know, you know, there's other Pixar movies I would have rather have seen a sequel to than Cars three. You said mm. like Incredibles, they are doing an Incredible Incredibles two. Yeah, I see that. I want to see more Inside Out. I thought that movie got into so much cool stuff. Just the concept of. You know the emotions in your brain and all that stuff. I could I could yeah, watch that you know, all day. I, I that's that's just kind of bored me. That movie Sorry. bored you? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Loved it. I get it. It's just you know it's just 
That's all they know about the feelings and the. Like, I think oh, there's so much more on. you can explore. Like I even, I've even thought of movies myself. They got into it at one point where they had they were doing like the the dream, when they were doing the dreams. There was like the sure. thing they made the dreams for her. I'd thought of that concept myself like years ago. Where like, because sometimes I wake up and I think, oh my god, my dream last night. If that was a movie, they spent a lot of money on that dream because like, man, the special effects in that dream were like out of this world. So I always technicolor all these thoughts of like, wow, man, there was like some explosions and I found an underground city. I mean, this was that was a big production last night that somebody put on it. So I always thought that like there's some little people in your head, like you fall asleep and like someone's directing your dreams. Uh, scrambling around and that's why it's so chaotic and makes no sense sometimes because right. these, all these actors are just running around oh well, no god he's over there now we gotta change the scene <laughs> oh well wait, now, now he's now, he, now his car's turned into a bicycle you know crazy stuff so i, I yeah i love that but yeah so cars three good not not perfect but uh it was like a solid solid film mm. i'd give it a see i'd give it a see it on dvd if you if you haven't already seen it in the theaters so it's probably like a, it's I like think, a seven for me. Sometimes I think those those big because of the visuals. Yeah, I would say see it in the theater. Yeah, just because it's it, it, you know when you see it on the TV, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It, it, it can look good, but it's nice to see on that big theater. Yeah, the big theater screen. So if you don't want to see a bunch of little yellow bananas running around this weekend, and you got a kids movie to go to, you go see Cars Three. But if you like the yellow bananas that make no sense and laugh at fark jokes then uh, despicable uh, three is out there for you right <laughs> well good well you also mentioned we've got uh we're we're getting a little long here but star wars yeah do we have a what little uh, i thought we had like a little yeah. opening thing nope not so much it was, okay. it, it was a busy week star so. wars nothing but star wars what we'll the do that is it i do have the star wars minute buffer i don't know where it we is. we have to find it okay <laughs> so no star wars minute buffer but <laughs> it was like huge news because every remember the remember the panic Last year, the big panic over Absolutely. Rogue One. Rogue oh my God! To reshoot some scenes. Reshoot and... scenes. Okay, that's nothing like firing the directors of a Star Wars Han Solo movie with three weeks left to shoot. Now that's the thing. I I am. I heard that he quit. That well, was it was two I... people. It was the Chris Miller, uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, the guys that did the Lego Movie, Twenty One Jump Street, um, also uh, Cloudy Without Meatballs or whatever. Right. So basically, they're comedy guys, right? You know, which they're making this thing a little too too slapstick. Is that the? I've thing? heard so many weird rumors. Like at one one rumor I've even heard this was that the guy playing Han Solo kind of went to the producers and they're they're asking me to improv a lot here, like almost to the point of like Ace Ventura, and then all these jokes were going online about like you know he's sticking his head outside the Millennium Falcon and you know talking with his butt and coming out of. Uh, you know, some, you know, Rancor's rear end, you know, Ace Ventura style. But they were basically going too far off script. And the script was written by Lawrence Kasdan, who did Raiders of the Lost Ark, Empire Strikes Back, um, the Force, you know, re- reworked Force Awakens after the original screenwriter, um, you know, hadn't done it right. He reworked it with J.J. Uh, Abrams. So he was originally hired on to write this movie, you know, because he'd worked on the original Star Wars movies. Right. And, you know, he's, like, a great uh, writer. He did The Big Chill, um, you know, a whole bunch of, like, you know, famous films. So these guys were, like, trying to do too much improv, you know, comedy stuff on the, on the side. And I think Disney – I don't know why it took them so long, frankly. 
Right. I don't so know how you get. The end of the, I don't know if you could get that far into the movie before you realize. Okay, these guys are making like a slapstick comedy, and we want Harris. We want, we need this iconic character to be, you know, in the same world as the original Star Wars. We don't need him to be like, you know, Harrison Ford was kind of like sarcastic and witty, but he wasn't like, you know, cracking jokes or, you know. Well, yeah, because he was trying to survive. He's yeah. trying to get that buck so he could make, you know. Put the fuel in the Millennium Falcon to get that. So anyway, they they canned the directors, last, uh, and then the, like, the rumors were like, "Oh my God, who's going to replace him? They got somebody to replace him." Turns out, Ron Howard, a day later, was announced as the taking over, which I'm okay with because Ron Howard's a, you know a quality director. He worked closely with uh, George Lucas. He was in American Graffiti, which we mentioned earlier. Right. He directed Willow, um, which was produced by George Lucas. And Apollo 13 and a whole bunch of, you know, other things. He's gone on to do many other things since then. So I think he's a steady hand that can guide it maybe back to where it needs to be. But I just think, I think they're in trouble, man. I mean, you can't get three weeks away from the end of a movie. And they might have to reshoot the whole damn thing. I mean. Yeah, I mean, depending on how much they actually was improv, how much was not from a script. Maybe it's, you know, multiple takes. And as excited as I am about a Han Solo, Lando Calrissian movie, because I would love to see that. I'd love to see that. I still have my reservations. It's not Harrison Ford. How can anybody else play this iconic character? I don't think it's like Batman or James Bond where you can just plug somebody in. Um, it scares me now. It scares me now that, that this has happened. I was, <laughs> I was just going to be okay with it, wait to see the trailer, see how I felt about it. Obviously, I'm going to go see it because I'm a Star Wars nut. But... I'm now. I'm worried. Now I'm worried that they could be ruining Han, Han Solo's character. Hmm. You know, if you when you fire the directors three weeks, three weeks before the movie's done with principal photography, that is like time to stress. I mean, the Rogue One people freaked out over Rogue One over reshoots, which every movie has reshoots now. So I don't know what what the big hubbub was. They did do a right. major portion of reshoots in the movie and changed kind of the whole ending, but it still came out good. Ah, this scares me that they may have just gotten the entire tone of the movie wrong. And how do you fix that? You can't just fix that in editing. You know, what do you just take the good takes and try to splice something together, or 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 is Disney going to spend another hundred million dollars just to get this thing right? Yeah, I mean, do you shut down production and? Well, they basically have. It's uh, like they're they're going to restart filming again. In like so many weeks, but like they have you've to like got to get go a whole over new, like yeah. over all the dailies, everything yeah. that they've got already. See what the because there you know, guys, you know, some editors are you know adding those all yeah. into the thing. They've they've got to review everything. Yeah, what do they take out? What is maybe that's the stuff that they need to put in. Yeah. So there's so much to look at. Yeah, and so watch. it's it's, it's Just, scary. I think it's going to get delayed. It was supposed to be the first Star Wars movie back to the May release date. So we were going to get the first um, the, the first Jedi, the last Jedi this December and Han Solo in May. Like we would have had a, another five Star months. Wars movie like five months after the last Jedi. I think that's going to get pushed back now. There's no way they're going to meet that date. I don't think. Yeah, I mean they're way they're way ahead. They've got time, but one every December is fine. Yeah, one every December. I don't know. Trying to do this May thing, I don't know what that. I think they're just trying to get back to the original. The original movie, Force Awakens, was supposed to be in May, and J.J. Abrams said, "I can't finish it. I'm just not going to be able to finish it." So he asked for them to push it back. Oh, I see. So the December thing was kind of a fluke, but it worked out well because it was like the biggest grossing domestic film (laughs) of all time. So um, I think they kind of were like, "Okay, well, we can deal with uh, December." So they. The next movie, Rogue One, got pushed back to December, and I think now um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Han Solo comes uh, next the next Christmas. 
And that's fine. Yeah. That'd be okay. But I'm just I'm just scared. So that's that's the Star Wars news. Other all, other than that, I won't say much about it. There's a new Star Wars Force Forces of Destiny cartoon series, very much like the old um the original anime, 2D animated Clone Wars that's now on Disney Channel. Um, not Disney Channel, the Disney YouTube channel. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube, and it's going to be put then is one piece on Disney XD after it airs as these two-minute chunks. But it gets into, like, all the girl characters and, like, little filling in pieces. One of the – I'll just tell you the first episode. The first episode is, like, she's taking BB she's, – uh, she, she's already found BB-8, and she's hanging out with BB-8. Remember that little thing that came up out of the sand that had, like, the eye stalks? It was sure. like, it was like this, like this little weird creature. You're like, what the hell? What the hell is that? Exactly. Okay, well, apparently it's this big, gigantic creature that lives under the sand that eats like scrap metal, and this thing's trying to eat BB-8. Oh. And like, so the, the, it gave a character to this one random, like you know, eye stock character that you saw for a split second <laughs> in the movie is now like this. Oh, there's a backstory to him, and what happened? So it, the, the, this, I've seen four episodes so far. They've been pretty good. Um, you, it may be just worth waiting for them to, you know, compile it all together than running to see the every day to see a two minute, you know, worth of clips or whatever. Right. But it's worth watching if you're a Star Wars fan. Good. And then my last mouse minute thing. Oh man, yes. Sorry, this is a long one. <laughs> I mean, not what I'm going to say is long, but this this whole episode. Um, pirates, man. Oh, pi- if yes. you if you like Pirates of the Caribbean, you will like Pirates Five, especially if you like. Uh, gets more back towards the original. I would not say it's, it's as good as the original. The original um, Pirates of the uh, Curse of the Black Pearl stands way above oh, yes. all the other pirate movies. But the funny thing is, box office-wise, this one has been not so good at the U.S. box office. It's made – I mean, it's not so good. It's made like $170 million, which you know in the old days would have been like, oh, my God, that's crazy good. But compared to the other pirate movies, it's the, the least um, – High, highest grossing of all the five uh, Pirates movies. Yet, worldwide, it's still doing really good. It's made over $700 million worldwide. Wow. So, I guess people in China, I guess people in Germany, I guess people in Russia are are really digging it. And I guess everyone else is burned out of Johnny Depp, like uh, like Andy was saying. Like, maybe, you know, people are over Johnny now. Yeah. But uh, it's, a, it's a good movie. It's entertaining. Uh, one of the best scenes is they try to rob a bank, and they literally... Take the whole bank, <laughs> dragging it behind this horse and buggy, and Johnny Depp's like on on the bank. He wakes up. They they open up. The, it's like the brand new opening of this bank, and they open up the um, vault, and Johnny Depp's like asleep in there with a bottle of rum, and he happens to be in there with like the mayor's wife or something, and he's like he doesn't even know why he's there. He goes, "Oh, what what am I doing here?" And then he goes, "Oh, I'm robbing the bank." <laughs> <laughs> and then the bank, the bank, they're just trying to pull the vault. They're just trying to pull the um, safe right. with him on it out of the bank. But they took the whole bank with them, and it's like this chase through town. It's exciting. It's good pirate stuff. I definitely recommend pirates. So speaking of pirates, we get yes. so I got to ask you. This. Oh, yes. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh. So the uh, the whole uh, scene in the Pirates of the Caribbean. We wants the ride. redhead. Right. The there's that tall. Tall redheaded uh, character in there. Yes. This is, now, what's the what's the deal? Okay. Well, in the early nineties, the world started getting a lot more politically correct. So there used to be a scene right after the auction scene where the pirates would chase the women. Remember the women? They just right. chased the women around in circles. Right. You know, whoa, whoa, we're chasing the women. Then the fat lady was chasing some skinny pirate. That's it was right. really funny. It was good stuff, right? Well, they decided to get a little bit politically correct, and so they. Somehow the pirates were now chasing the women holding plates of food. They're not chasing the women. They're just hungry, right? 
And so the guy, the, they used to have a woman in the barrel. There used to be the redhead used to be in right. the barrel, and the guy would be saying, "Oh, it's oh, the fine, Show messy, us your starboard, you know, whatever." Yeah. And he would start. He's now he's talking about food, <laughs> and the fat woman's chasing the skinny guy, and he's carrying like he's a gonna, piece of bread or yeah, something. Chicken leg. So I always hated that because I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so ridiculous. This ride's been here for whatever, however many years." Well, now they finally come, and the same year they took the guns out of the Jungle Cruise. For a while. Oh, right, yeah. So for a while there, there were no guns in the Jungle Cruise. Oh, it's too violent. We don't want them shooting the hippos. So now you notice that when you go on it, they brought the guns back because finally they just, the guns had a purpose more than just being, you know, for the ride. Scott used to work on the Jungle Cruise. And when, when you shoot the two shots, it was a sign to let them know where that boat was on the river because that was like the blind spot on the river. So when they shot the guns off, it was like, oh, that boat is passed through the hippo pool. Right. So they would know where the boats were. Now, you know, now they're more complicated and things they can tell. So now they shoot the guns in the air because they don't want to shoot at the hippos because that's too politically incorrect. But yeah. at least they brought the guns back. Now we've gotten out of control. You know how I, I'm, I'm very much, I can take a joke. Not much bothers me. Right. You know, I'm not into this like easily offended thing, but but all of a sudden, after what Pirates was put in nineteen sixty five was when Pirates started sixty four sixty five yes yeah, yeah like so this ride's been there for a long time and this this other than the jail scene I would consider this probably the most iconic scene in the ride yeah you know with the auctioneer pirate and them all yelling we wants the redhead and he's trying to sell the fat lady yeah. you know like you said. Uh, show them your larboard side. Yeah, larboard you know? side. That's it. And they're like, we want the redhead. You know. Oh, I guess apparently now they've just decided after 45 years that selling brides to pirates, you know, like what actually would have happened with pirates, but in a funny way. I mean, they made this scene funny. It wasn't just like, you know. Yet they do this on Game of Thrones. I don't know. We, we watch it on Game of Thrones every week. There's, sure. you know. Selling off brides or whatever, but now it's too offensive. Now people are, are too injured and hurt. I, I don't know how I survived as a kid having seen this horrid bride auctioning well, scene since very, I was you're, age you're, five. You're very insensitive. Yes. Since, <laughs> since I was age five, I've been able to, to survive this, this horrid, right. evil, horrible depiction of, you know, selling brides or whatever. But now it's going to be changed. They're changing the whole scene. The redhead is now going to be like a pirate helping them loot the town. Right. The fat lady is no longer, you know, she's just holding a chicken for some reason in the, in the concept art. I don't know, <laughs> know what that's about. I mean, and I thought the funny thing was when they changed it before, you know, when they made it where the pirates weren't chasing the women, they were chasing them after food. I thought it was still insensitive. I mean, if anything was insensitive, it was like, you know, the comments made about the fat lady. I mean, we were fat shaming that lady for 45 years. That's right. <laughs> you know? Uh I, I'm I'm upset about it because I think that I think it's just going too far. People have gone on this ride. How many millions of people have gone on this ride? And you and all of a sudden now it's it's just it's corrupting people. Now it's, now it's too much. It's too much. Too much. Can't take it anymore. No. I think they're going to get to the point if this if this trend keeps going the way it is, where we need to take the pirates out of the pirate ride. We'll just have animatronic robots waving to people like like they're in the small world. Because pirates are going to become too offensive at some point to, to have in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It'll, it'll just be the robotic boat ride through of the Caribbean because because <laughs> we just don't want to offend anybody. I mean, like maybe they'll take the the ghosts out of the haunted mansion because we're being insensitive to the you know dead uh, people or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. I don't mean right. to get too political here, but I think there's no reason to change the ride. I think it's 
stood the test of time. I think it's just Disney caving to like probably the one percenters. Really? Who who's complaining? Who's complaining? I don't who's know. Who's complaining? Really? I don't know. I don't know. Like my son would say, the snowflakes. Yep, the snowflakes. The snowflakes. the snowflakes are literally melting in the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> ride right now. All right, well, uh, that's going to do it. Boy, that was oh, that was jam-packed. That was a good one. I mean, we had the uh, impromptu baby driver uh, review, review, and it, it came at uh, midnight, which <laughs> nobody should see. Go after yourself. Yep. <laughs> so, no, nah, good stuff. And, Very good. Uh, so... So I think next time we should have, well, like either you or Andy can, can pick like another movie that we could watch. We'll do that. And then maybe some more news. I'll have a Guardians of the Galaxy ride review for my mouse. Oh, absolutely. Because tomorrow I'm finally getting in on, the, in on that sucker. Um, I've been out to the park twice and have not been on it yet because uh, I took my younger stepdaughter who's just, I told you, was get, she's on the roller coaster level now. Right. So I was so excited. Like, yes, she finally broke through and likes roller coasters. Like, I can go on Star Tours and all these roller coasters. Try to get her to go on the Guardians ride. Oh, too scared. I'm like, damn, that's the reason I came out today. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's go home. Off to silly symphony <laughs> swings it is for us. <laughs> so tomorrow I'm going out and I'm going to go on the ride. So I'll have a review for that and we can do like a, you know, a new movie, a new movie review. Good. Well, I will probably have seen Pirates, Pirates by, by then. then. Okay. And then we can talk about that. Uh, Andy can pretend he's seen it. Yeah, Andy can and, pretend he's seen it. And then, uh, well, uh, also, I've, I've been watching a bunch of oh, but TV shows on, so that's what I've been doing. I've been catching up on catching TV, up on shows. TV shows. And uh, so maybe we can. I'm catching up on Game of Thrones. I just saw Hodor die. True, right over my head. No, no idea. Game of Thrones? You don't watch Game of Thrones? No. Oh, remember you, you were trying to watch it at the beginning, like at, late at night, and there was too much nudity and curse words. Well, I watched like the first one. I kept having to turn it off because there because people kids would walk in the kids room. walk around like yeah, I just forget it. Yeah, luckily <laughs> for me, the baby doesn't doesn't like uh, wake up. <laughs> but I'm yeah. but I'm still behind on that, so that's what I'm catching up on. Right on. Cool. Well, uh, check out. I'll uh, put some show notes in for uh, for these movies and the uh, the it came at midnight trailer. You yeah, have to watch I'll, I'll that. post the trailer on the Facebook you page. Try, try to look at that one. That yeah. seems interesting, but not. Yep. Um, and uh, you'll find that all at superfantasticterrific.com. you find the link there to the Super Fantastic Terrific blog and Facebook page where Brad is a posting maniac. That's yep. where I saw all the uh, things about Pirates of Caribbean. Oh, yeah. As I knew, knew to oh, talk about it. Oh, I just was here. upset. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was so upset that I forgot about it before the podcast. <laughs> but also uh, check out uh, the Mouse Minute. I'm going to do my Cars 3 review on there. Ooh. And, uh, you know, in writing. So you usually, it's going to be a, it's going to be at least an eight by the time you get done writing it. No, I think it, I think it's probably a, it's probably a seven, and it's it's not because it was bad. It's just it just it's going to be. Wait, what is the one that you gave recently? Gave like an eight or a nine to? You oh, were, I gave several things like a, a, a like eights and nines last too. last week or so. I gave I liked both Guardians and Pirates. I gave uh, tens to I believe, and then I gave a nine to Beauty and the Beast. I believe Beauty and the Beast. Okay. All right, so seven. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty low. In the that's Brad pretty scale. low for the for the Brad scale. But I think it's going to be one of those films where like you watch it and you enjoy it, but it's not going to be memorable. It's I don't think those ones like you don't watch multiple times. I don't think you're going to be like four years from now going, oh man, Cars three was so good. Yeah. Like where you w- with other movies you would be totally like you know. I did not. About and years I, did, later. I wish I did not tear up during any time during Cars during 3. Cars three. No, no tears. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye bye.